Hope for Living Media Church and Bible Study Time Incorporated present Time for Hope with guest host, Bill Cruz. Welcome to Time for Hope. I'm Bill Cruz, your host. As many of you may know, Dr. Frida Cruz, the host and founder of the Time for Hope ministry, went on to be with her Lord this past year. We are truly grateful for your continued prayers for this ministry and our family. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by author and television minister, Dr. Ricky Branham, and we'll be discussing his new book titled Psalm 23, A Psalm for the Living, subtitled 23 Devotional Messages to Lead You to the Blessings of Salvation, Overflow, and Eternal Life. Stay with us and find out more about one of the most popular Bible passages, the 23rd Psalm. Let me just add that this is very exciting to me. I keep a copy in my car and read a chapter every day, so I think you would like to, too. Ricky, we're happy to have you here today. Uh, before we get into your book, uh, give me a little background of your ministry and, and, and how that got started and, and how you wrote this book. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, actually, you know, I grew up in the church, and um, I was blessed to have grandparents who took me to church everywhere with them as a young child. And around the age of 16, um, I felt the call to ministry. And my uh, mother, who was also took me to church at different times in life, said, don't tell anyone. She said, let's see if it's really God. Got to confirm it if it's him. So um, I didn't tell anyone. And then about two weeks later, I had a minister come up to me and say, um, would you fill in for me at my church? I'm going to be gone. And, and mind you, I'm 16 years old. And I said, well, how do you know I'm even called to preach? She says, well, the Lord told me you were. He says, I just knew. And so um, God used that to confirm my calling. I preached that night uh, at a little country church with 105 people. My message was trust. It lasted 12 minutes. And uh, one person gave their heart to the Lord. Glory to God. Good. And uh, from that moment, I started evangelizing, ministering all over. I had all these pastors come to me and ask me to fill in starting at the age of 16. And what's been neat about my calling is... Um, it's been interdenominational. Mm -hmm. So almost every denomination you can think of that proclaims Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I've preached that. Mm -hmm. And I still do that to this day. I pastor a, a non-denominational church, but then I continue to evangelize interdenominationally. Mm -hmm. So one day I'll be at the Catholic Church, the next day I'll be at the Presbyterian, the next day I'll be at the Church of God. Then I'll be at the Baptist, and, and we just kind of go all over, so as the Lord leads. So God's been good. And, and you, you have a ministry now with your own church. I do, yeah. And so I've been a senior pastor now also for 15 years. And I always laugh and joke um, that they kind of tricked me into being their pastor because I had always filled in for this church um, when I was evangelizing. And they said, hey, would you fill in for us until we find a pastor? And I said, sure, but you have to understand you can't call me pastor, which they agreed they wouldn't call me pastor. Well, the first Sunday they introduced me, you know, and they call me pastor. Um, and I've been there 15 years. So, you know, they kind of tricked me a little bit, but it's been a good thing. Uh, they're a wonderful congregation that loves the Lord. Right. Uh, Non-denominational right. church, and it's been a blessing. Yeah. Okay, there were a couple things that jumped out at me. Uh, now, was this before or after the car accident? So, okay, the car accident. Tell us um, a little bit about that. Yeah, when I was 15 years old, um, I was in a car accident, and they gave me up to die. Uh, so much that the doctor even called the family in, and as I laid there in the hospital bed, it was just like you see on television. I mean, it was completely pitch black. There was no lights. Um, and I'm laying there, and I felt God tell me at the age of 15. I, I just knew it was God. 
that if I would have died, I, I would have went to hell. And I said, Lord, let me live and I'll serve you all the days of my life and I'll change wow. my life and I'll live for you. And so there that day, uh, that, that night in that hospital room, I gave my heart to the Lord, confessed him as Savior, um, repented of my sins, started living for him. And then that's when a year later at the age of 16 when I felt the call to ministry. But I was blessed that I had a background of church growing up. Right. And, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, and some people will say, well, you weren't doing really, really bad things. But listen, sin is sin. And the Bible says, you know, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And I knew at the age of 15 I wasn't living the way I should have. And that's what God was working with me with, and he was preparing me. Um, then a year later, I, I uh, became a minister. So, yeah. That leads me into my next question. Uh, did your mom really see the, the spirit yes. of the angel? Sure. Really? So you're talking about when I was real young. Yeah. Um, so my mom says that she always knew that God had a call in my life. Uh, she said that even when she would take me to church when I was in her when her in her belly, in her womb, that I would, she could just feel me move all the times during church service. And, and one of the things happened when I was about the age of two, uh, my mother said that she woke up in the middle of the night and she saw um, like my spirit. She said it was my spirit because she could see through me, but yet she could see me. And I was holding the hand of this angel and this angel was just looking at my mother with my spirit. And so my mom thought, well, he's not gonna live. And uh, my mom started to pray, said, Lord, please don't take him and, and let him come get in bed with me. You know, I was two years old. And so my mom says she don't understand. She was praying so hard, but somehow she fell back asleep. And she was woke up to me crawling in bed with her. And, um, and she knew from that moment forward that God had a special plan for me. Man, and I, awesome. I, I praise the Lord for that. God's and been good. Your dad good couldn't see it. No, my dad couldn't see it, right. My, dad's, my dad couldn't see the angel, couldn't see me, even though my mother woke him up, but he mm -hmm. couldn't see anything. He couldn't see no. But then, you know, part of the other part of that story is that then my mom, that same night, saw the devil and, uh, and just charcoaled and just like, oh, and mom knew that there was a battle for my life mm -hmm. from that moment forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so, and God kind of all throughout my life has been preparing me for to serve him and how blessed I am. And, and since the age of 16, I have preached the gospel and never looked back and I give God the glory for that. And your yeah. dad didn't think your mom was crazy. No, <laughs> hey, well, you know, but it's funny because my mom said that um, in a book, I talk about this, that I, I didn't know my colors. I was two years old, and I didn't talk in full sentences quite yet. But I mentioned that there, I saw a man in white. And when I said that, my dad knew that what was going on was real. Mm -hmm. Because here I am, two years old, and saying I saw a man in white. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so my dad after that didn't have any time, uh, trouble believing, that's for sure. So. Now, what precipitated you to write this book and sure. why right now? Sure. So the Lord was kind of preparing me for this book before I knew he was preparing me for the book. So I had a dream about um, that I was at this church service and the pastor was ministering about how we are all God's sheep. And I, it was a unique dream. It was interesting and, and it really caught my attention. Still didn't know that that was going to be a book or anything. Mm -hmm. So that started me thinking about Psalm 23 a lot. And as a, as a pastor minister, you know, I've heard Psalm 23 a thousand times. I've read it at a thousand funerals. You know, it's the most requested yeah, at yeah, a funeral. Sure. And so I know Psalm 23 really well. And, but as I started thinking about it and praying about it and meditating on the Word of God, what I realized is 
we always read Psalm 23 at funerals because we always think of those always. that have gone on. But really, Psalm 23, and, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, it's a great funeral psalm, but it's not for the dead. It's mm -hmm. for the living. Mm -hmm. And God said, you know, showed me through his word that Psalm 23, that he wants me to change the way we view Psalm 23. It, it isn't for those that's gone on to be with the Lord. It's for us right now while we're alive on earth. And so I show that through Psalm 23. And as I and and then when it come time to get my doctorate, uh, the the they asked me. They said, "Would you like to write a book or do a dissertation?" And when they said that, I knew instantly Psalm 23 was to be my book, and it was to be a devotional format. And um, you know, I I've read a lot of Christian books like you have, and seen a lot of devotionals. But what one thing that that bothers me, and and I don't mean it disrespectfully, but it's a lot of Christian devotionals don't even have a Bible scripture in them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how can you be a Christian devotional and not even have a Bible scripture in them? So mm -hmm. I wanted my, my devotional to be a little bit more than a 30-second devotional, which mm -hmm. there's a time and place for that. Mm -hmm. And I wanted mine to have a little bit more meat to it. So I use which a lot does. of scriptures. Yeah, you know? which it really does. So it's not overwhelming, but yet it's a little bit more. Than and I like how you have 23 chapters. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. There's 23 blessings in <laughs> Psalm 23, you yeah. know? And yeah. yeah, you can't make that up. That's funny how God orchestrated all that. You start the book about t talking about three basic principles about the presence of yeah. God. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, you know, and I think it's important to understand the presence of God because God oftentimes leads us by showing us and revealing a, to us His presence. So, because a lot of times people will say, well, how do you know God is telling me to do this or calling me to do that? Or how do I know the voice of God or the leading of God? You know, Psalm 23 is all about leading, right? Mm -hmm. Well, oftentimes God does that through his presence. Um, so what I start with is some things, some general principles to remember about God's presence, how God is everywhere, he sees everything, how he lives inside the believer, how he'll never forsake us nor never leave us. And so those are a few guiding principles I talk about that helps you to understand God's presence. Mm -hmm. And I get, of course, more detail in the book. Right. And then once you understand God's presence, then you can understand God leading you. Is, is there one particular part that you like better than other that, that you just grab onto? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I've read the book, you know, how many times? <laughs> Countless times, right? And, and I'm always um, amazed that I'll, I'll read it again and something uh, jump out at me that I didn't quite, mm -hmm. you know, because it's full of the Word of God. And you know how the Word of God is the living Word of God. Mm -hmm. You will read a scripture a hundred times and you read it again and you're like, wow, I didn't catch that before because God really speaks to you. So there's, there's multiple chapters um, like that. Um, you know, one of the things that, that interests me and, and that really that my mind goes to is when I think about all the blessings that God has in Psalm 23 for us. You know, and when I say blessings, I'm not talking that God's a genie and you rub him the right way and he grants you three mm -hmm, wishes. Right. But I'm talking about a real living God who leads you, you know, and I'll give you just to go with the funeral example you asked about a specific... Um, mm -hmm. So, like, through the shadow of death. Um, the shadow of death doesn't mean you're going to die. It's just a shadow. It means that things around you might look bad, but God is going to lead you, and you're not going to die. You're going to be all right. And so, okay. yeah, so that's one of the we interesting things. we got so things. much more to yeah, cover, there's a lot but I could, it's, it's I could, time to take a break, but yeah. we'll, we'll be right back here at Time for Hope.
Many of us today live our lives according to our daily calendars or day timers. I rely on mine to keep me on track, to help me know where I am supposed to be and when I am supposed to be there. But in being honest with you, there was a time when I did not have a specific time designated each day to meet with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I am thankful that I can tell you the time came when I changed that and I now do designate a time and place when I intend, when possible, to meet with the Lord of life and glory. But whether we put it on our calendars or write it on our hearts, we need to take seriously the privilege of being invited to spend one-on-one -on -one time with the Most High God, the King of kings and Lord of lords. A few years back, I was invited to attend our new governor's inauguration in January of that year, and I counted it a high privilege to get to meet and talk with him after the formal ceremony. But how does this begin to compare with being invited to enjoy a personal and intimate meeting with the Creator God on a daily basis? As I prepared this commentary, I thought about how many children of God are missing out on one of the greatest blessings God has for us, and that is a personal invitation to meet with Him on a daily basis, especially when Jesus Christ Himself relates in Revelation, the third chapter and verse 20 of the Holy Bible. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Eating together speaks of intimacy and time is what our heavenly Father desires from us each day. So instead of our having difficulty fitting everything else into our schedules, too many find it difficult to fit him in for a few minutes each day or a few hours each week. We are the losers when we fail to hear Jesus Christ, the Son of God, knocking and asking to come into our hearts and world. Unspeakable joy can be found in the awesome experience of God's presence. Once there, we can find it difficult to leave and wonder why it took so long to make an appointment to return each day. I challenge you to arrange to find a time to meet with the Creator God and His Son each day and see how it will change your life. Ricky, towards the start of the book, you referenced and walked through for the believer a way to pray, and, and I don't really understand sure. the different, you know, sure. a, a way to pray. Sure, know? sure. So, so what I do in the beginning is I want you to understand the presence of God, because if you get God to reveal himself to you, 
then great things are happening, and he uses that to lead you and to guide you. So I walk the, the believer through, and this is the how I say that would help them. It's kind of like a pathway. And obviously, um, this is how I typically will do it in my quiet time. So you're, you're saved, you're born again, you're a Christian, check. Then you go to alone, quiet before God. You're alone before God. And I think it's important that we get alone um, when we pray, not, not always, sometimes we pray out loud, we'll pray with others, we'll pray in church, but there's something powerful about going into your prayer closet and praying. So I talk about that. You mentioned prayer closet several yes, times. because I really am a believer that, that if you want God to hear you, mm-hmm. when you get alone with God in that prayer closet, and you, you speak to him alone and quiet, just like Jesus did when he would go apart into the mountain to pray. Mm-hmm. And you, when you do that, and your, your father sees in secret, and he'll reward you openly. So I believe he sees you when you go alone. And when you're alone and quiet with God and you pray to God, you ask him whatever's on your heart and your mind in the name of Jesus Christ. And then I like to, during that time, I like to give God thanks. I like to give God praise and worship. I read and meditate upon the word of God. And then the final thing that I believe that's so important to do while you're praying is wait on God. You know, that's something that's not talked about Mm -hmm. a lot is that waiting on God. And think about it. We live in a society where we want everything right now, where we want to have it our way. But God says sometimes you need to slow down. You, you, You pray and you release whatever it is that you want to say to God. But then there comes a time when you need to listen. And if you want to hear the voice of God, you have to be quiet with God. And you you have to be still. That's why that famous Bible scripture, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important to be still and to wait on the Lord. So that's oftentimes what I have found is when I'm needing an answer from God for something, and I'll go through that process again. I'll say it real quickly. I'm a Christian. I get alone with God. I pray to God in the name of Jesus. I'll give God thanks, praise, worship. I'll read and meditate on my Bible. And then I'll wait. Because what I've found is when I'm silent, when I be quiet for a moment, let God speak to me. I'm still before him. He'll press something on my heart or he'll tell me what to do or, or what not to do. And, you know, that's how our television ministry started. Um, back in the when the COVID pandemic began really to ramp up in March of 2020. Um, and God laid on my heart that I needed to do social media ministry while I was waiting on, on, on an answer from God about something. And I thought, first of all, I was not interested in social media ministry at all. Mm-hmm. But I know God and I was obedient. So I started social media ministry. And what I didn't know was less than six months, a television minister would see my program on social media. Mm-hmm. and asked me to be a part of uh, television. Mm-hmm. And now that's been over two years ago, and God has just grown it so much. But my point is that it started by being quiet before God, waiting on God. So I really want the believer to understand that. Like, if you want the Lord to, to lead you, we talk about God leading you, you have to know His voice. And one of the ways to hear His voice and know His voice is to wait on God. So that's a really important part of the book. And then you can know mm-hmm. how God's going to lead you. Uh, I got you. Uh, I guess a bathroom will work too, because mom, mom, <laughs> yeah. mom would. Uh, she'd go in there. I, yeah. We had a little three bedroom house, and, and the bathroom was right yeah. next to my bedroom. You I, I got to tell you this real quick, because you make me laugh when you say that. Because I, I uh, you know, so I was one of eight kids. Okay, and uh, so we had a busy house, and there was no quiet place in our house except for the bathroom. 
So when I can remember when I was younger getting on my knees and praying on that bathroom floor, and my mom said I was going to wear out the bathroom floor because I was on my knees praying, you know? So that's kind of funny. Now my prayer closet is my bedroom. And, and yeah. it doesn't matter where it's at. Just so it's exactly. quiet. Just yeah. so it's quiet. Mm -hmm. And you're alone with God. You know, I think God, when you make the sacrifice of being, giving God your time, God really rewards that. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what mom would do. She, sure. You know, I was in, in the bedroom next to it, and she'd be in there from like 9 to 12 midnight. I mean, yeah. she, I mean, mom's prayers weren't... They weren't quick ones. They weren't quick ones, <laughs> and, and she wailed them. I mean, sure. you know, sure. she, she didn't... She was supplicating Lord, before the Lord. <laughs> yeah, and she was a great woman of God. Look how God used her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mm -hmm. you think about how God does things like that. He rewards those that diligently seek Him, that get alone with Him. He does. He rewards those. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, along the same lines... Uh, talk a little bit about Psalm 23rd into three categories. You sure. broke it down, salvation, overflow, and eternal yeah. life. Yeah. So what I found is that as I, God kind of revealed to me that Psalm 23 naturally breaks down into 20, 23 uh, uh, blessings. Mm -hmm. And those 23 blessings can be broken down into three categories. So the first one is salvation. The psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. So it starts with salvation. Mm -hmm. So in other words, it's real important for people to understand that Psalm 23 is not for the sinner. It, it's not for those that don't know Christ. It's for the believer. Those blessings belong to the believer. So he starts with salvation. He says, and then once ye is your shepherd, then there are 20 blessings. So that's one, one devotion, right? That's one blessing, mm -hmm. salvation. Mm -hmm. Then there are 20 blessings of what I call overflow. And the reason mm -hmm. I call them overflow is they are just great blessings of God. I mean, you're talking peace of God. You're talking answered prayers. You're talking about being led into great things. There's 20 of those. And then he ends it, uh, Psalm 23, with two eternal blessings. One is that you're going get, to get to heaven. You're going to go to heaven. The second one is not only are you going to go to heaven, but you're going to be there forever. You're going to dwell in eternity. So when you take one of salvation, 20 of overflow, and then two of eternity, you get okay. 23 blessings. Yeah, mm -hmm. 23 yeah. blessings in Psalm 23. Yeah. Okay, well. You and know, it's for the living, you know? Yeah. It's not for the it's dead. It's for the living, yeah. It's not for, it's, yes. Um, all right, <laughs> we got to talk about the, when you were having the smell in the oh, basement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me your back, lesson you got. Oh, that kind of brings back some bad memories, but good memories. So I, I, I felt to put it in the book because I want people to understand, and, and you know this too, that being a Christian means that you're forgiven, doesn't mean that life is going to be perfect and always go your way. We know that. And even Psalm 23 shows us that, that we're going to be led, as I said earlier, through those shadows of death experiences where things around us look awful. Well, one of those moments in my life that, that just stands out is when my wife and I were first married. Uh, we had been married maybe a year or two, and then, then eventually we had our son. And I'll never forget that all of a sudden we get this bad, stinky smell in the house, a sewer smell, not to get too gross or graphic, okay. but I went down the basement stairs and I looked and there was sewage everywhere that had come up through the basement, all the pipes everywhere. It was just awful, right? So we cleaned it all out. My wife uh, took our oldest son um, to her parents. I bleached and mopped and spent countless hours, right? <laughs> then it happened again. And this time it was ankle deep and it ruined everything. But you know what I learned from that? And the reason I put it in the book is just like that sewage, it permeated everything and it ruined everything. And that's what sin does. Sin permeates every area of your life 
and it ruins everything. But on the flip side, the goodness of God can permeate everything and bless every area of your life. So I put that in Psalm 23 to understand that life isn't perfect and, and, and sin is real and it has a bad effect, but the blessings of God are real and has a great effect. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's real important to understand that, yeah. So it's almost time for prayer requests. Sure. Um, okay. uh, where, where, can, where can they purchase the book sure. right now? Well, I appreciate that. You know, all their online retailers, uh, Amazon.com, Walmart.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Can you get it on Kindle? Yep, you can get it on Kindle. Kindle? Yes, we've got, we have had people buy it on Kindle. Fantastic, yes, and, I love Kindle. <laughs> so all the online retailers have it. And mm -hmm. uh, so we appreciate that supporting us. It helps our, our ministry and continue to spread the word of God yeah. worldwide. So. Yeah, sure does, so, yeah. I have a couple of prayer requests here that I um, know that came in for a Time for Hope, so I'm honored to read these. It says, Dear Time for Hope, please pray for me. I want to increase in my desire to live for the Lord. That's a godly desire. So we're going to pray and believe that God's going to do that. Amen? Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, Ask and you shall receive, right? Here's another one. It says, Dear Time for Hope, please pray for me. I do not have any friends or family, and I don't have anyone to turn to or talk to. Pray that God would give me a friend. You know, when I read that one, that's Psalm 23. The Lord is your shepherd. He's your friend. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to pray that God, God answers that prayer. We could go on with this book yeah. for, Thank you. for weeks, but uh, we enjoyed it a lot. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you okay? very much. God bless you and your program. Thank you. I just want to take a moment to thank you for watching Time for Hope today. If you enjoyed the show, let us know by calling us or going to our website, timeforhope.org, and leaving us a comment. There you can also order a copy of today's book and see all the other resources we have available. We also encourage you to share your prayer requests with us. Thanks again for watching Time for Hope. Thank you for watching Time for Hope a ministry of Hope for Living Media Church and Bible Study Time Incorporated. We offer a free fact sheet with more information on today's topic. Call or write us to get your copy today. The resource we are offering this week is available for a donation of at least $17 to the Time for Hope ministry. Any additional donation you wish to send will be greatly appreciated. Call us at 800-669-9133. Write us at Post Office Box 2169, Spartanburg, South Carolina, 29304. Or visit our website at timeforhope.org. As we continue to give out messages of hope, a financial gift of any amount to support the Time for Hope ministry will be greatly appreciated. When you send us a gift, you are joining in the ministry to which God has called us. And we greatly appreciate your teaming up with us in extending God's kingdom. Call us at 800 669-9133. And to see this program again online or share it with a friend or family member, visit our website or search for the Time for Hope TV ministry on YouTube, Roku, and Facebook. Until next time, have a great week. And remember, it is time for hope.